Hello, and thank you for tuning into Answers from the Lab, where we share Mayo Clinic knowledge and advancements on the state of testing and science from laboratory leaders and the people who are making it happen behind the scenes. I'm Dr. Bobby Pritt, your host, and a clinical microbiologist and the chair of the Division of Clinical Microbiology at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. For today's episode, we welcome Jennifer Hooper from our product management team at Mayo Clinic Laboratories for a test and focus interview. Thank you for the introduction, Dr. Pritt. Today, we will be discussing the new Mayo Complete Colorectal Cancer Panel testing with Dr. Rondell Graham. Thank you for being here today, Dr. Graham. Before we get into the actual test, could you provide us a little background about yourself? Well, thank you so much, Jennifer. I'm delighted to be here. I'm uh, Rondell Graham. I'm one of the GI liver and molecular pathologists here at Mayo Clinic. I completed my molecular genetics pathology fellowship several years ago in 2014, and I've been in practice here at Mayo since I joined the staff in 2016. Our group is a large practice where we're performing molecular oncology and hereditary testing for a wide range of indications for our patients here at Mayo Clinic in Rochester and then patients around the world who work with us via Mayo Clinic laboratories. One of the fun things I get to do is to participate in molecular sign-out, but also I also get to participate in the sign-out of digestive system biopsies and other specimens. And so with that, that background gives me the opportunity to see our testing up close, be able to perhaps provide a lens to look at these new tests. Thank you for that. I think that lens is really what I wanted to look at to give kind of a brief overview of the new Mayo Complete Colorectal Panel assay. Could you give us a brief overview? So the Mayo Clinic Colorectal Cancer Panel is a next generation sequencing base assay that will replace our prior extended RAS panel, which we call RAS-FP. This panel is going to have a greater number of genes than the prior panel. It will include all the RAS genes and the extended RAS testing, but will also include the MMR genes as well as a number of microsatellites to be able to assay for microsatellite instability along with the APC gene. So what you have now is a test that has a larger number of genes, but also can provide more than just the total number of genes, it can provide a greater amount of clinically actionable information. So we'll not only know the status of the RAS genes and a complete extended RAS testing, but we'll know the status of the mismatch repair genes and the patient's microsatellite status. So this will represent an advance in our testing. It's based on a uniform chemistry, which will be across a number of our disease-specific pathology panels. And this will allow us to be even more efficient in providing results to patients. An added benefit of our testing for this particular assay, but also for almost all of our oncology assays, is that they can be performed not only on formula and fixed paraffin embedded tissue, but it can also be performed on alcohol fixed cytology specimens. So if you have fine needle aspirates or smears or cell blocks, our assays are validated for all of those kinds of specimens, along with the traditional FFPE that people have from small biopsies resections. So this is a test that we think will provide added information and will be applicable across a range of specimen types. Okay. And I think that 
that's a really important point to highlight within the construct of this test is the fact that it does have a wide utility in terms of the different specimen types that are accepted, but then it also really goes deep into the clinically actionable genes that it provides. So it gives kind of a nice lens to be able to look at the colorectal cancer tumor. You talked a little bit about the actionable genes within this. Can you go a little bit into more detail on kind of maybe any guidelines those support or even therapeutic implications of these specific genes? So thanks for that question. I think it's really important. What, in essence, the question asks, why did we add these genes? Mm-hmm. Since the landmark study in the New England Journal highlighting that microcellular instability was an important predictive response to immune checkpoint inhibition, we've seen a rise in testing for microcellular instability. Microcellular instability, though, has been an important biomarker in colorectal cancer for a long time. And there are some other important considerations beyond the very important point of response to immune checkpoint inhibition. And one of those important considerations is, is this patient potentially affected with Lynch syndrome? And so the construct or the design of this assay allows us to get some really important information that will be relevant to these questions. If the patient has microsatellite instability, which this assay will detect by looking at these microsatellites across these regions, and we'll also be able to look at the mismatch repair genes, MLH1, MSH2, MSH6, and PMS2, we'll be able to tell whether they have microcellular instability, but we'll also get some information that may lead us to get a sense as to whether this patient is likely to have Lynch syndrome or not. And some of that added information also comes from having BRAF as a part of this panel as well. This new expanded panel allows us to address patients' needs as it relates to whether they will respond to anti-EGFR therapy, which is what the prior RAS panel and extended RAS panel allowed us to do, but also allow us in the same assay to determine whether they're microsatellite stable or not, but also to give us some information which would suggest or point us in some direction as to whether it's likely to be a case of Lynch syndrome or not. And so being able to address all of those questions or to gain some useful information toward all of those questions in this single assay will be really helpful. Yeah, it was a really thoughtfully designed panel, really hitting the highlights of different areas, whether it be therapeutic, diagnostic, prognostic, it really hits all the marks. So thank you for that background. Can you talk a little bit about which patients should have this testing? So this is a great question because we are really focused on making sure when we design assays, when we provide reports, that we're addressing questions for specific patients. And so we really put a lot of emphasis and spend a lot of time in determining which patient with this assay, with this result benefit, and what will this patient need to know, or these groups of patients need to know. So this particular assay is going to be helpful for a range of patients. So for patients who are stage two with colorectal cancer, they may be a PT3 and zero. This assay will be really helpful because the results of it, their microsatellite status, their BRAF status, their RAS status is going to be really helpful in determining whether they should proceed with adjuvant therapy because this the results of this assay provide prognostic information. For those patients who have metastatic disease, so the, their disease has spread and is no longer just confined locally, we will have some information that will determine whether they respond to immune checkpoint inhibition or not, or are likely to respond or not, as well as whether they're likely to be candidates for anti-EGFR therapy or not, and again, covering that extended RAS panel. So for patients who are stage two colon cancer or greater, this assay can provide valuable information, information that will be relevant to their prognosis, 
relevant to their treatment. And as I mentioned earlier, for some patients, because the new guidelines recommend universal screening, our current guidelines recommend universal screening of colon cancers for Lynch syndrome, this assay is going to be relevant uh, for all of those patients. It really does look at the comprehensive look to keep the needs of the patient first. Um, and again, just a very thoughtfully designed to kind of encapsulate all the relevant pieces that you need for these patients. Thank you for that information. That was really informative. Is there any last pieces that you would like to add about the new Mayo Clinic colorectal cancer assay? I think the last thing I would like to add is that I think we thoughtfully validated this <laughs> assay, curated our reports to provide meaningful information. And I think we're going to be delivering this on a really compelling turnaround time. And I think we'll see our efficiency only increase as we transition to this uniform chemistry going into Q4 2022 and beyond. And so I'm excited about the efficient and effective way in which we're going to be able to meet patients' needs. And the information is going to be, that will be provided will be what is needed. I would agree. I would even take it a step past that to say with Mayo Clinic Laboratories, you're able to kind of take that test as well as all the other complementary tests we have to keep the needs of the patient first at a single lab. Thank you again so much for your time today, Dr. Graham, and for your expertise. To learn more about the Mayo Complete Colorectal Cancer Panel by NGS through Mayo Clinic Laboratories or how to order for your institution, please visit mayoclinicalabs.com. Thank you so much for tuning in to Answers from the Lab. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and don't forget to tune in every Thursday and every other Tuesday.